ever feel tired or unable to focus or just low on energy, we understand the feeling. We understand it so well that the Cheap Seats Podcast and Couch Guys Sports Network would like to introduce you to our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine with healthy ingredients to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus is always razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are specifically designed to give you the high energy when you need it most without all the jitters from too much caffeine. Head over to www.shockenergy.com and use promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out the assortment of flavor boxes and merch. And don't worry, they ship worldwide. That's right, folks. Worldwide. Some sports shows are all psychobabble and no sports. Some sports shows are all sports with no fun. Get ready for both worlds. This is the Cheap Seats Podcast. If it's football you love, you're in the right place. College football, the NFL, fantasy football, news, and so much more. Sit back, relax, and crack open a beer or 20. Let's do this thing. This is the Cheap Seats Podcast. And here are your hosts, the big man and the juice. everybody this is the cheap seats podcast i'm your host the big man and on the cheapest phone lines in the business we bring to you one half of the greatest tag team podcast partner in the world the cheap seats podcast proudly bring to you the juice what's up buddy yeah, what's up, buddy? I tried to do my best impression of you and bring you in with a little <laughs> bit of honor and dignity this, of, this time. A little bit of flair. So what's I up, like man? You're life. you're sitting in the office at work. Uh, maintenance man now, Mr. Big Shop. Sitting on your hey. ass and go, going out in the shop every now and again, sticking your finger up your ass and looking up in, in the air saying, you know, talking to yourself. I I see how you guys go. I've been in there before. Uh, I, I, I do the old school, you know, lick your fingers, stick it up in the air, yeah. see if it can see which way the wind's blowing. As long as the wind's blowing the right direction, we'll keep on rolling, baby. Yeah, so how you liking it, man? You like I know, I, I know 12 hey. hours to get to you, seven days a week's rough, but that, that's the life of a maintenance man. It is, but it's all part of it. We'll get through it and the cheapest podcast in production will keep on rolling yeah we're we're running a little bit late this week on, on getting one out but that's due to your uh shift change yeah we had to we had to do some accommodations i had a shift change you know you had a job change yeah uh 
Uh, we had to try to figure out exactly how we were going to make both of those work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we will keep her working. I like the blue cutoff look you got going on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a bit. Yeah, trying to, you know, trying to take a little page out of a Lyman Lounge uh, where, where, you know, always no sleeves are necessary. Well, I mean, hell, we both kind of yeah. Fell right in that I see. I seen you. I seen you got new ink. I seen that on TikTok. I like that. Uh, I do. A little shout out to your uh, mother on that one. I love that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know yeah. you people listening. I know you people listening. Uh, can't see it, but uh, Juice's mom is in the medical field, and he got some uh, medical apparatuses tattooed. You know the. The stethoscope and you know thermometer shit medical like that scissors. medical scissors things like that you know shout out his mom that's that's very cool very very cool i'm getting another it. one tuesday by the way i'll be in your next clip it's going to be uh close to home tuesday i know you're kind of traveling a little bit yeah with, with the new job they got me traveling to stay uh i think i'll be in harrisburg uh, i'm not sure what time i'll be back then but uh i know uh I've been getting to see a, a good part of Kentucky. Hey, it's, it's always a good thing. It's it, it's pretty cool. It's actually a pretty nice country out there. You know, I that's that's one of, one of my shout outs. You know, the the whole state of Kentucky. Uh, you know, I've been driving driving for you for a while, and I just I I still get amazed sometimes on some of the scenery. Hey, it's, 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 we have it here. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get into the show. You got any shout outs? I actually do. All right. Let's hear it. How about that? Soundskin Inc. in Mount Sterling, Kentucky. Of course, I use uh, Scott Harrison to get all of my tattoos. Yeah, Scott, Scott's really uh, good. He's done done my ta- some of my tattoos. Liam is also very talented. I just I don't use him. He's got he does more of the color and the wild stuff. I stick more with the black and gray and old yeah. school look. Uh, so I use Scott. I mean I, I've never seen something come out of that shop that I didn't personally like. Um, and man, he and he just does really good work. I'm getting like I said, I'm getting more done Tuesday. We're gonna fill in this bottom half and we're gonna complete the half sleeve. So. And he's. And he is actually uh, uh, really fast at tattooing. He did like he did one Incredible of my tattoos. Time. He did a tattoo for myself on my forearm, which is about about the size of a chew can. I know you've seen yeah. it before, my little rose with my daughter's name on it with the banner. I yeah. mean, he did it like probably maybe thirty minutes total, and then he did my wife tattoo a little, you know, little small tattoo on her wrist, probably like fifteen minutes. I was like. 45 minutes in and out of there. I was like, shit, that, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I've got from my shoulder down to my elbow at the top half. And total, we've done it two different sessions. The total, he's probably got like two and a half hours in on it. Yeah, and it, it, that's pretty detailed. Uh, both of your tattoos are, are actually pretty detailed tattoos. Yeah, I mean, Tuesday, it's a four-hour window that he's got, but he thinks... Uh, he's gonna get me in and out of there in three, so I got plenty of time to make it make it work. Oh so, yeah, oh, oh, you're gonna go into work yeah. later on that night. Of course. Oh shit, that's that's gonna be rough. It's running, maintenance has gotta be here. It's running. All right, well, I got one other shout out real quick. I want to shout, uh, actually two two shout outs. I want to shout out 
shout out Kentucky Cavalry for coming on the show last week. Uh, uh, Absolutely. You guys can listen to What's him. the name of his podcast? Um, oh, man, he sent it to me, and I forget the name of it. Kentucky but he did. Connection? Kentucky. I can't remember what it was, but everybody can uh, watch him on TikTok. At, Here, I've got it. At I've got Kentucky it. Calvary, got it. And you can find that. I followed it. I've got the computer. Okay. I haven't listened to him yet, but he sent me a link to Kentucky it. Connection podcast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You guys give that a, a listen, Kentucky Connection, for all you Kentucky sports fans out there. Um, and then I want to shout out Ancient Age Bourbon, man. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say one thing about this. This is the same mash bill as Blanton's. Come from the same company. The only difference is Blanton's is a single barrel. Um it's it's cheap. It's like ten ninety nine for a fifth. It, it, it's cheap. I like uh, cheap. And it's damn good. It's ninety proof. I mean, so plenty strong. It gets you where you want to go with it. And later on, I we're gonna do a little segment, and uh, and we'll talk about more about the ancient age bourbon a little bit later. So let's get into ass juice. We like cheap. Uh, what you got? Well, you know, we've been talking a. A lot about fantasy football and football in general, and you know, uh-huh. we claim to be somewhat of a armchair experts on on football. Uh, we're we're not. I wouldn't call us the uh, casual fan. So I got a question for you, and if you and it's Dallas Cowboys related, and if you get this wrong, I would consider you a casual fan and not an expert. Oh, so all right, so. Who is the current longest tenured player for the Dallas Cowboys? You got to get this, or I will never look at you the same way ever, ever again. Is it? So I know Lawrence has been there forever. Oh, Tyron Smith. Yeah, it's Tyron Smith. You got it. You got it, pal. I'm 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 happy for you. I'm glad I didn't have to look at you in a different light. All right. <laughs> so our Twitter poll question, we're gonna get into that Twitter poll. Um since we're gonna be talking a little bit later about fantasy football, uh I use fantasy um as the question and uh what position are you picking in the first round of fan of your fantasy football draft? What would you say, Juice? Running back? Running back. I'm I'm right there with you, unless I'm, you know, late in the first round. I'd have to really be at the back end, and everybody else would have had to have left right. Yeah, if there's a big run on that, yeah, not, I agree. But anyways, Twitter agreed with us both. Running back, 52%. Wide receiver, 28%. Quarterback, 21%. I'm surprised we had that many quarterbacks. And we had 29 votes, by the way. Right. 29% said quarterback? 20, 21% said quarterback. Why? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we'll talk about that a little bit later once we get into breaking down our uh, recent e- escapade on our uh, new draft that we're doing. So, yeah. Let's get into news time. News. Fresh news. News time. All right, so the University of Pittsburgh star wide receiver Jordan Addison is transferring to USC. 
I know you didn't really see this one. Uh, we talked about it about a pre-show. Um, my question is, with all these guys transferring and the recruiting class coming in at USC, is uh, do, do you think uh, USC is the favorite to win the Pac-12 and Lincoln Riley's year one? It'd be down between them and uh, Oregon. I don't ever like the guys that make a lot of additions that first year. I mean, I know that they'll improve greatly, probably, but you're also talking about a whole lot of new faces uh, getting in, getting set up with a new system. Uh, they have to get set up with a new campus. They have to get set up with new classes. They have to get, you know. All of that stuff is changing in their lives. So I like USC in two years. Okay. But, you know, coming in, the guys that are still staying at Oregon and are acclimated with all that, they don't have to learn all of this new stuff. Generally, I like to favor more towards them. But, I mean, we knew this was coming when Lincoln Riley, but when Lincoln Riley got hired at USC, uh, we knew that a lot of guys were going to uh, gain interest in USC, and a lot so, of guys, a lot of a lot of guys are transferring to USC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know they've got a name, they've got a big name coach now, and and a coach that you trust is going to put them in the right direction. So, not to mention the uh, fame value of USC with the name, image, and likeness right. uh, rules coming into play here. And I don't care what you say. Uh, that plays a role in it. I mean, oh, yeah, if yeah. I'm a business, then I could give out money for a college athlete to come and appear and do an autograph signing. Would I want a USC guy or would I want a, a, a Fresno State or, guy? Yeah, right. You know, State. yeah, I want, right. I want, I want the guy from right. USC that's he's got the name. Like, uh, so we knew that that would play a role into it. So we were starting to see that. Now, year one, I'm not really ready to say, yeah, they're back, they're ready to go, and they're going to be in playoff contention. But uh, definitely year two, and, and when he starts really adding the pieces together and the classes together, I think they're right in the right direction to uh, shoot up there towards the top of the rankings. Okay. All right. Well, moving on, um, let's see here. Uh we're going to talk a little bit about UK football for just a minute. I know we don't get to talk about it really? nearly enough. I'm I'm actually becoming a huge fan of UK football. Um, I wish I could say the same thing about the basketball team, but I just can't. Um, <laughs> so, early predictions, way too early preseason prediction for the football team. Uh, UK has landed at number 22 on the top 25 list. you think this ranking ranking is too high, or you think this is right where they should be at? Oh, why wouldn't you? They were in a, a post-New Year's Bowl last year. Right. Uh, had a very successful season last year. Uh, they lost some talent to the NFL, but uh, you've seen year after year uh, the pillars be built. and then. Right. Continue to climb the ladder, so I don't know what changed in the off season to make you think that they wouldn't. Um, do you, do you think to do that? Do so, you think they'll be in the top twenty-five come season end? Uh, yeah. I mean, I would. I mean, the expectation around 
the state right now is to continue to grow. So if they're not competing for New Year's bowls next year, I would say that uh, it would be a disappointment. Okay. Okay. I, you know, like I said, I've I've become. A I'm pulling up the schedule right now. Huge. What are you thinking? I'm, you know. I looked at their schedule early on. I, I can't remember all their games, but I counted up like nine wins, which that's good enough to get them to a, a bowl game, of course. If they can get to 10 games, right. 10 wins, I think they could get a, you know, New Year six. All right. So we go Miami of Ohio win, Youngstown State win, Ole Miss. That's, that's, that's a push. That's a possible win, but it's a push right now for me. I put it as a loss. Okay, well, we'll say lost. Mississippi State, I would say that's, that's going to be a tight one, but it's in Lexington. I'm going to say that's a W, yeah. Missouri's probably a win. Georgia will pack at a loss. Yeah. We're Florida at- in Gainesville, we'll say that's a loss. Northern Illinois, there's five that's wins. Five South Carolina, six. six. Tennessee is probably push it close. I'll I'll give them seven. Yeah, we'll say seven. Vanderbilt, eight. Louisville, nine. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, is nine wins enough to get a a New Year's six? Is it even good enough to be in the top 25? Yeah, I mean, because I think there's going to be some craziness going on in college football this year. (laughs) And like I said, I mean, there's there's no reason that they could beat Ole Miss. There, um, and th- yeah, there there's some games on there that I wonder about, and I I think you know UK should be able to beat these guys. Tennessee, you should win that game. There's not even, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility anymore that you don't lose Florida. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. They they've actually competed. You know, they've been really competing with Florida strongly. Um, the last so, actually really, all of Mark Stoops years. Yeah. Really the the short fire loss I would say is probably Georgia. Um uh, yeah, they could come out of this season with only one loss. Uh, I'm not saying that that's what's gonna happen, but or that that's what I'm expecting to happen. But I mean two to three losses, yeah, I mean there's no reason you could do your six that. And that's and the top twenty-five. And that's you know, and that's a pretty successful season for UK, considering the standards of what UK football used to be. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, now we're going to get into the bigger news of the weekend. We're we're talking pretty much college football this this week in news. Uh, I don't have no NFL. There really, not- there really isn't none. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the. Uh, Comments from uh, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, and uh, Steve Spurrier, and I want to get your take on this. Oh, so, Spurrier got in on this. Yeah, I read read today. We'll talk about that here in a minute because it it kind of you uh, know okay. Well, it plays into everything. So uh, okay, Nick Saban this past Wednesday um, came out and to some local reporters and and said that uh, Texas A and M bought their uh, vaunted recruiting class, which I'm alluding to Texas A&M having the uh, number one recruiting class in college football for 2022. Uh, he's, he's claiming that they bought them with a uh, name, image, and likeness 
um, rule, which, you know, Jimbo was pretty pissed off whenever he came on his conference. You could see him. He was, you know, I like Jimbo Fisher, but, I mean, you could see that he was pretty pissed off. He, you know, he came out and said uh, that it was uh, a despicable of Saban to come out and say it. He called Saban a narcissist and asking any any of his uh, former college assistants if there's ever been anything under the table and they'll come out saying this and that about it. Yeah. Um, but what Nick Saban said to me wasn't untrue. And that, that's exactly what Steve Spurrier came out and said. What Saban said what wasn't not true. Yeah, but what Saban said was crossing the line. Yeah, I, I mean, I I agree with it. I mean, Saban, he did come out as a narcissist, come out kind of like a crybaby if he didn't get his way. You know, I mean. Oh, yeah, he, he crossed the line here. Let's not make no mistake about it. You don't come out and say, especially when you're held to the high regards and standards that Nick Saban Oh, is. yeah, he, he's got it now. say, oh, the only reason I didn't get the number one class is because Jimbo Fisher paid for his recruiting class. Right. Like, you, but, you just don't say that. But he he's not lying. But and, there, and, and to Jimbo Fisher's credit in Texas A&M, there is no rule on compensation limits, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Even it's if not that's, against the rules. Even if it was, even if that's the case, which I'm sure to an extent it is, um, it's all about board right now. Yeah, like, you just, like... It doesn't matter. I mean, whoever wants to shell out the most money, you know, in two years, like yeah. you said, USC could be a definite powerhouse because that's Silicon Valley. That's 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 Los Angeles. That's where that's Hollywood right there. That's where the big bucks are. Yeah. There's gonna be big boosters yeah. there. Will Farrow, Snoop Dogg, they're boosters. You know, they're gonna give yeah. some money. There, out. there will be money shelled out. Yeah, and, and the name, and image, and likeness. I think this name, image, and likeness is, could get very out of control. I think that there. Well, I know we talked about this last week. But I, I definitely think there should be some kind of limitations on the compensation that they can get. Well, so to me, Saban is crying out to his boosters and to his local businesses right. to up the ante, which I get. But again, you don't come out and call out Jimbo Fisher and, and Deion Sanders. Yeah, I didn't see what he said about Dion, but he did say Jack Jackson State as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and something. Yeah, I don't even know if he specifically said Dion's name or if he specifically. I think he said just said Jackson, Jackson State. State. I, I think that's all he said. I, yeah, he didn't specifically a, uh, say Jimbo a historical Fisher. black college right. or something like that. Oh, but he specifically said Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah, he said Texas A and M. He said Jackson State. I I read well. ESPN reported that's what the comments were. That that's what I read. But anyways, so, yeah, this is. But, so to me, that's more of what he's doing is trying to get his guys to up the bounty a little bit. Mm-hmm. But still, yet it, it still crosses the line for me. Uh, and let's not let's not get out of hand here. Uh, we're not naive. Everybody's going to come and all the the. Big universities are going to have an advantage now that name, image, and likeness is a thing. 
of these guys were going anyway. Let's not fucking make no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, the big dogs, or the big recruits were going to USC. They were going to Alabama. They were going to Texas. They were going to Oklahoma. Yeah, they were already there, because, you know, before the name, image, and likeness, you and I aren't aren't naive to the fact that players were already being paid. Yeah, I mean they were showing out this money, and that's what and that's what Jimbo Fisher's saying to me. And to me, in this is is not everything was saving. Like, yeah, not everything was saving been above board his throughout his whole, whole yeah, career. Yeah, like it's just it's just now. It, yeah, it can get out of hand. I right. agree with that, but it's going to get out of hand openly. Instead of it all being out of hand and being hush hush. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree with you. All right, so the last little bit of news I got: Division One Council has waived the initial counter scholarship limits in Division One football for the next two years. Now, this is something I had to explain. You broke this down very good for me. Yeah, break this down for the listeners. So this is what it is. It's 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 not messing with the limits on the total scholarship that a that. A, a college teams allowed to carry of 85 per year that stays the same but every year the colleges before this this new rule came out colleges were limited to 25 scholarships that they were allowed to give out every year and only being allowed to carry 85 scholarships with with transfers go, coming and going that that does that still counts against it so basically right. You, you could get your 25 limit and still not have 85 scholarship players on your roster. So now this is going to allow you, if you need 10 more, maybe maybe the you know 25 puts you at 75, you need 10 more. So you can get give out 10 more scholarships to get to that 85 plateau of, of, of the scholarships you're allowed to carry. And with, with the new transfer rules, and stuff. Um, I I love I love that they're doing this. I hope that they keep it permanently. This they they're doing it for Division One football only right now, um, and um, it's just going to be a trial basis for the next two years. So hopefully, they do keep it because I think it's um, a fantastic idea because now it levels the playing field for all the uh, Division One teams now somewhat. Yep. Right. I agree completely. I, I like the the adjustment with the you see what the transfer portal is doing, so now we see the problem. Let's solve the problem. Right. Yeah. But that's how it should be operated. Yeah, I I agree. And again, I I will I will I'll come back and say I think I do think that there should be whether it be for the students or the uh, college teams carrying maybe like a. A, a salary cap limit on the name, image, and likeness. You know, I'm not sure how exactly they could get that out, but um, I do think yeah, that they need to put a limitation on it. They're just gonna wind right back up the courtroom. Yeah, I agree. I I agree with you, but I mean, the you got to. If they try that, somebody's gonna sue them. Like you got to do something, though. I mean, I think I think it's uh, imperative that for the state of college football that um, they put some type of limitations on it. All right, so Juice, we're going to take a little break here. Um, 
and have a word from our sponsors, and then we'll come back to our second half, and we're going to get into a little fantasy football. We'll be back. The Cheap Seats Podcast and Couch Guy Sports Network is brought to you by Exogun. Ever want to work out and feel like you need a massage after? Well, get your massage without ever leaving your house or bothering anyone else. Don't let pain or soreness get you down. Exogun revives muscles, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Pick it wherever you need it. Work, the gym, and put the power of percussion massage treatments in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. You can even use it for percussion therapy. What is percussion therapy, you ask? Percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated strokes. Gain back the control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. So go to exogun.com and get 10% off with the code CGS10 at the checkout. Go get Exogun today. What do you get? You get the Exogun, the charger, a carrying case, multiple attachments, and most importantly, 10% off. Remember, code CGS10. And we are back. Back in action. Uh, all right, Juice. So we're gonna get into a little fantasy football talk. We're gonna be talking about our uh, our our recent uh, dynasty fantasy football draft that we've uh, been up to. Uh, we're, we're currently not finished with the uh, draft. It's uh, it's one of those uh, no limit per pick kind of That's thing. And it's uh, so you, yeah, you can take your time. I mean, you can take days if you want. Uh, it's gone a. I don't know. I mean, we'll be done before the start of the season. I hope, but oh yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's it's uh it's definitely God. I mean, some of some of the days I don't know. I'm like, man, am I ever gonna get a pick? But yeah, so let's let's break this down real quick. So it's a twelve team dynasty yeah. league. Twelve team dynasty two league. Two quarterbacks. Yeah, um, it's we're our starting lineup is a. Uh, uh, 12, uh, 12 total in the lineup, yep. 12 roster spots, and we have 18 total roster spots, so we have six bench players, um, and this is a total keeper league, we keep all 18, unless we decide to, like, release somebody and, and draft, like, rookies next year for the draft, um, yep. this is the first, uh, dynasty league I've been in, I know you've You've dabbled in the keepers. I, you, this is also your first dynasty. Uh, yeah, first that you had the option to keep the total team if you want. Uh, I've dabbled in like say eight eight man keepers. I've dabbled, uh, you know, anywhere between one keeper all the way up to probably eight to ten. Now another uh, another one of the things that's different for me. Um, I don't know if you've done it. I've never done a super flex where we start start two quarterbacks. So uh, the thing the the thing that's different for me with this is I've always had 
flags and super flags. This right. league, we have two flags and a super right. flag. Right, yeah. And we're starting three wide receivers. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, so uh, it really uh, gives you a little more freedom, which I think you need in Dynasty uh, to uh, take navigate rest. through bye weeks. Yeah, and, and you and, know. Injuries and with, things like that. With, uh, with Dynasty, I don't know, you know, what your strategy has been. I've I've been more uh, uh, not sure the what the word is, but I've been more prone to take a little bit of risk on players like that. I really like coming in, especially the rookies. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, you, I'm not afraid to I take definitely factors into it. One of the things I didn't know, especially with the rookies, is where to draft them at. Because you, you've seen them all over the board. You've seen them early with Brees Hall and, you know, some of the other younger It's difficult, guys, um, too, because it's a startup draft. Right, yeah. So the rookies are mixed in with all the rest of the uh, proven vets, uh, per se. Uh, so it's a... It's a little more difficult during the startup draft. I think next year when it's only the rookie draft, I think we'll have a little more idea of where we think these guys will go, obviously. Uh, right. I kind of, which this league also allows us to trade draft picks. And yeah. I've thought about that around in I, there. I've I actually offered a couple of trades in, in, in the second round. After you told me about that, I was like, hmm. I'm going to throw a couple of trades out there because I really wanted J- Justin Jefferson, which he yeah. actually fell to me. Anyway. I ended yeah. up with him. Yeah. Um, I was just afraid I wasn't going to get him. I, I just wanted to jump up a, a couple extra picks and yeah. I got rejected both times. Uh, that's okay. Cause I got my guy anyways, I was targeting. So what was your draft strategy go- going into this? Uh, I think the best player on the board. Were, were you were you at all conscious about like where it, where it is a keep you know a full on keeper? Were were you conscious about older like veteran players compared to like younger players? Like I know uh, like your first overall pick was obviously Jonathan Taylor, of which you had the second yeah. second overall pick. We'll just go ahead and say, uh, you know, I disagreed with the pick, but it, it is what it is. The first overall pick was Tom Brady. I mean, I, I, I'll just say I disagree with it. You know, first the first three letters in you know fantasy is F A N, so it's fan. It's a fandom thing. So I'm not going to knock the guy too much. It is what it is. I, I thought uh, me personally, I'll say it. The guy's a fucking idiot. I thought it was stupid myself, but I'm not going to be. I'm not going to knock him too much. It is what it is. I mean, it just. I, I'm kind of glad he did that. That meant you know he pushed down players for me to get. Yeah, it allowed me to get JT. So yeah, I mean, so I mean, I wouldn't complain too much. So let's go over some of our picks real quick. Who who is the one player on your your team that you felt like you took the biggest chance on? Uh, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at your your roster, and we'll go over our rosters here in a minute. Um. But I mean, who's the one player that you felt like? Well, I was confident in most of my picks. This guy could be really good, but this guy could also screw me over. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson, you picked him in the eighth round at uh, number 11. Now, guys, I know 
that the eighth round sounds kind of high for Zach Wilson, and normally in redrafts, it most definitely would, but you don't understand the super flex where you're able to start the second quarterback. You don't understand the um, run on quarterbacks that we dealt with. I was, I was lucky enough. Now, my, my backup quarterback is Marcus Mariota. Um, I like his upside with his legs. That's one of the reasons I, I drafted him. I'm still debating on getting Desmond Ritter, but I was lucky enough to get a potential top five quarterback in, in the sixth round in Jalen Hurts. I mean, with his you were lucky to get hurt with his leg. I mean, I think I got that quarterback. I think I got him at the right time because right after that's whenever we seen the big run on quarterback. We did see. Oh, there was a run where there it was, was like there was four. There was four in the first round. Um, yeah. Which you know, Brady. I, I don't think Mahomes went in the first round, but Brady, Burrow, Brady, Herbert, Mahomes. Allen. So there was five then. Yeah. So yeah, uh, there was a a run on them in the first round, and then in the uh, sixth, seventh round, you seen a big run on them. So uh, I was the last one to take the quarterback in this draft. Yeah, uh, yeah, you were. Like Zach Wilson, like it was. At that time, I felt like he was the best quarterback still on the board. But, I mean, I'd like to have a little better option. I thought Cordero Patterson was a little bit of a risk for me. That's who who I was looking at as, like, with with the whole, you know, risk factor. If he's, you know, if he he stays healthy, I think this could be a really, really good pickup for you guys. Yeah, but it was another one that I was like, I was looking at it, and I was looking at the position. I had just taken Jonathan Taylor and then three straight wide receivers. So, you know, the running back room was a little depleted by the right. time I got back around to taking right. Patterson. Um, of course, uh, Chase Edmonds, I took him a couple rounds after that. Yeah, and yeah. One up on yeah, you picked him in the seventh round at the number two spot. Yeah, and before like, that, okay, you had Miles Sanders at uh in the sixth round at number eleven. So you took back to back running backs and uh, which which was smart. You you actually added you know Miles Sanders if he can just stay healthy, Sanders could be a top ten fantasy running back. Um, yeah, Edmonds he's he's definitely you know if not top fifteen, top twenty. I don't like his situation as much in Miami. I think I don't he, either. Because of Moster, uh, and they they got a couple other guys as well. Um, I think he's got the highest floor just because, and he's paid the highest. He so the he's worst. He's the pass catcher, right? And he he's going going into this probably since he's the highest paid of the group. He's probably going in at the number one guy on on the depth chart starting out. So it's it's his yeah, job. but it could turn into something like San Francisco, and which team. that was my biggest thing. It'll probably be a running back by committee because. Yeah. Um, Mike McDaniel, the run game coordinator for the 49ers, is their new head coach. So that at was, least until plus he was the run game coordinator. Right. Right. That so, that's what I was saying. Right. Yeah. At, at least until Moster gets hurt, which seems inevitable at this point, yeah. that he's always going to at least miss some time. Uh, I think uh, it would be proceed with caution, but Edmund is the guy that I would want 
if I have to have one out of that backfield, which turns out I did end up having my have one. So, so what? What player that you you drafted are you are you most excited to see this year? Michael fucking Pittman. So the, I'm I'm assuming he's your breakout guy. He's your guy that you think's gonna yeah. break out. Which he he had I over a thousand yards and like eighty eight receptions last season. Yeah, but I'm looking at this situation with Matt Ryan coming in, and Matt Ryan is seventy five percent of what he was. Pittman seems like the like, only established like guy there at the moment. Oh my goodness, Pittman could end up being a top five wide receiver, and it wouldn't surprise me. And he was the third one I took. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty satisfied with my uh, uh, depth chart at, at at wide receiver. I know your depth chart. I'm sitting here looking at it. You got Diggs, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Pittman. All three of them are number one wide Noted. receivers. Um, and a Monra St. Brown. And I mean that. And that pick pissed me off because I was I was targeting <laughs> him for the very next round. And, and you Pittman, you did bro. pick him in the same round, but you just picked him like seven picks earlier so my yes, sir. my wide receivers i already told you i got justin jefferson but i got terry scary terry mclaurin and uh i bet you love having that pick oh yeah, oh yeah definitely and darnell mooney um which you know he's a number another number one receiver right now he's he seemed like he got a good rapport with uh uh justin fields last season and i think to you know, I think he could give me, you know, adequate wide receiver two numbers at least. Oh, son, I loved having Mooney last year in my money league. Loved it. And I, th- I would say that my MVP for the team is going to be Kyle Pitts. I picked him in third round. I know that was a little high for tight end, but you know he's top three tight end already. Could be the number one tight Dynasty, end next folks. year. And this is Dynasty. He's 23 years old. He's a fucking stud. Um, so, for all you haters out there saying, oh, t- tie it in the third round, fuck you. I, I would take okay. him in the third round of a redraft. Uh, all right, so. Who do you like more in redraft this year? Is it Kelsey or is it Pitts? Oh, definitely Pitts. I I think they're going to force feed Pitts. I think Pitts is going to be that safety blanket because you got to think you got Marcus Mariota, who's not that great of a quarterback, and you got Desmond well, Ritter. Really, Drake London's the only other competition. Yeah, I think Drake London's going to get his, and he he was another one that was drafted, in my opinion, drafted a little earlier than what he should have been. Um, I was also targeting Traylon Burks. I was really big on him because I think I like his situation. I like his quarterback a bit better. But I did pick up a, a, two other Ohio State alumnus, um, one in running back, J.K. Dobbins. I picked him in the fourth round. That was – Oh, I was pissed about that pick. I was, I was right about that pick, I felt like. But if he can stay healthy. That was healthy, the only other option that, I, that got me off pitting. I was – I was yeah, I was looking at him, and I was actually – with. I was looking at Pittman as well. I really liked him, but I knew that my running backs were bare. I already had uh, Jefferson, and I went ahead and drafted Pitts. And I, I, you know, I feel strong, 
strongly about having a, a tight end, a, a legitimate tight end, because yeah. that's a difference sometimes in a championship. So what? Where would it makes your life a little easier? So what? What players like? We're as I said, we're not done with the draft. We still have uh, I, six or seven more picks at least. Um, what are you going to be targeting for the next picks? I mean, obviously, uh, obviously defense and kicker, but I would assume you're not going to look at that until the late rounds. I have noticed that there's been two defenses go. And, and two kickers, kickers yeah. But yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in that yet. Um I think I'm gonna I'm gonna target uh, Are you gonna target any uh, rookies? Yeah I, I'm gonna target uh Garrett Wilson. Okay. Uh, what what about Jamison Williams? If he falls, you know, if he falls to some place where you felt like you'd got good value, would you be comfortable picking him? Oh yeah, in dynasty, I I would almost take him with this next pick where I'm going to target Garrett Wilson, but that, but I'm I'm holding Garrett Wilson a little higher at the moment just solely because I have Zach Wilson. So if they turn into the next stud combo over the next five years. I've got that stack okay. for however long I want to keep it. Right. Um, now, the problem I'm coming to is I can't really target both of them because of the way the roster yeah, construction we, is. We only have six spots, so yeah, I, mean, I can't I can't hold that many wide receivers. And I'm you don't and you don't of, have a backup tight end yet. No, I might get that. I'm probably going to take two defenses because I don't know if I'll I'm take two defenses because I'll, I'll, you know, I'll drop my defense. I don't care because I'm not going to, you know, defense. I, I don't care if it's a keeper or not. I might end up having to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll probably stream my defense, maybe even my kicker. Um, tight end, I'll, I'll definitely be get, drafting another tight end. I'd like to add some more uh, running backs. Um, I missed out on J.D. McKissick. I was targeting him. I, I just forgot about him when, when I made my pick for Chris Olave. I seen, I seen Traylon Burke win a pick ahead of him, and I'm like, I better go ahead and get there. I think there's going to be a run on these rookies. And um, yeah. and there was a few, but J.D. McKissick jumped out there, and I'm like, shit, I forgot about J.D. I, I, I actually targeted him. Let's talk about your your tight end. You drafted in the tenth round with the eleventh pick, Pat Fryer, or yeah, Pat Fryermuth from the Steelers. Yes, sir. I love this kid. He, he you know, and, and he's young. He's a second year player. He's a, a, a red zone machine, um, and I think he's going to be a lot more uh, involved in the offense, especially um, if Kenny Pickett is the uh, day one starter. That was my thought process. A tight end is usually a young quarterback's best friend. Uh, Firemuth proved last year that he's got the good, uh, like you said, 23 years old. I think I'm still going to target. Uh, if everything falls the way I want it to, I think. Are you going to draft another quarterback? 
Are you going to draft another quarterback? You think? No, I think I, I think at this point I'm just going to run I'm with, not run with Daniel Jones. And, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, I'm going to see what Marcus Mariota does. I'm going to see how these, you know, if these rookies get drafted. If 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 I see that, like you know, Desmond Ritter's on the the waiver wire, I may just wait and just get him on the waiver wire if I think he there's a chance he'll be there. Um, I'd like to have him for security because I do think at yeah. some point he could be starting. And like you said, uh, Atlanta's not going to be that good. They'll probably be picking for um, a, a top quarterback next year in the draft. So uh, you're going to see a lot of garbage points. So yeah, I think yeah. that, that drives up fantasy value. Which I think I read somewhere or I heard somewhere that there's not been a top eight quarterback come from a team that didn't make the playoffs over the last so many years. I can't remember what the stat is. But junk time, I always play, you know, at least guys that are going to be in close games. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, look at it. in the middle of a blowout. Look at, you know, look at Matthew half. Stafford. I mean, his. A lot of times his numbers were inflated because he was. I mean, which Matthew Stafford's a fantastic quarterback. Don't don't. I don't want to take nothing away from him. He proved that with the Rams right. last year. But his numbers were always definitely more inflated because the Lions were playing from behind. They never had a defense behind him. They never had any weapons besides Calvin Johnson. And Calvin Johnson leaving to me is the best thing to ever happen to Matthew Stafford because he that made him a a much better passer. I mean, I still love Calvin Johnson. Don't get me wrong, but that that's the same thing with like Sterling Sharp and uh, and Brett Favre. Sterling Sharp, you know, having a uh, a career-ending injury was probably the best thing that ever happened to Brett Favre's career because that made him a better passer, even though he still leads leads the NFL history. I see where you're going with this, but. I mean, how many times did we see Matthew Stafford pull the old Calvin's down there somewhere and just heap it? Oh yeah, de- definitely. I mean, I, I'm not taking away nothing from Calvin. I mean, that, I'm actually giving him the compliment, but I'm just saying, you know, it made Stafford a better, a more accurate pass because he had to be because yeah, no, I, he I didn't have that 50-50 ball going. And actually, with Calvin Johnson. The 50-50 ball was more like a 70-30 ball to him. So, you know, I mean, you and I could probably have, you know, some success with Calvin Johnson as our receiver. I'm telling you, if we have any younger listeners that don't remember Calvin Johnson, boy, you missed out. Yeah, I'm glad. That's one player that you and I, you know, both watched and both remember. I know there's a lot of players from the 90s. You know, I know you don't even remember Emmett Smith, really. I mean, I know you know the name, but like, you yeah, never really got to watch him. You'll remember playing, unless well, except for the highlights and stuff. I remember his Arizona days, but yeah. I don't remember his prime days. He, you know, and I, I'll always put him in my top five all-time running backs because he's he's been the most durable. And yes, he had a fantastic line. That that's not his fault. That that I don't fault him for that. He had one of the greatest offensive lines, 
but he was so durable and he he was a a great runner after you know after he got uh, out of the line you know after he left the, yeah. you know, the line of scrimmage so you know i mean he he's probably like leads to career all time in um yards after after first contact All right, Juice. Uh, that's really all I got to say much about this draft. I will say, I don't know about you, but this is probably one of the hardest, uh, most, most challenging drafts I've ever been in. Um, the uh, roster construction and the uh, way the starting lineup was set up. And, it, and the fact that, making it very challenging. Right. And, and the fact that we had to, you know, there's no time limit per pick. It, you get a little yeah, anxious really sometimes. Like, and... Yeah, and you know, you're really anxious and like, I know you got a pick. Uh, you're on deck next. You you got the next I pick. Might be and, on the clock at this point. Which, it don't matter because you ain't got no time limit. Nope. So, nope, it, I it's, been, it's, <laughs> been, it's been cool doing this because, you know, I'd wake up like, yesterday I woke up and it was, you know, like halfway through my day, I was ready to draft. I I didn't draft till you know towards the end of the day, but um, I had that luxury. I was working. I didn't right. have time. Yeah, I I woke up and been on the clock, so it's like, oh, yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah. All right, you. So we're we're gonna get into our last segment of the day. Then we're gonna get the hell out of here. We're gonna have a drink uh, with Big Man this week. No, uh, no, no drinks from Juice because he's at worky work and we can't drink on the job, buddy. <laughs> so this week we're having a drink with Ju- with Big Man, and I I know I texted this to you the other day. I I have fallen in love with this ancient age bourbon. Um, I love it by itself. I love it on ice. It's it's ninety proof. Um, it's fantastic. But I found a great mixture with it. My wife made some Kool-Aid for my daughter, and it was Tropical Punch Kool-Aid. And the first night she did that, I I said, you know what? I think I'm going to try to mix this with some bourbon. And, man, this is a fantastic, fantastic drink. It it really, the fruitiness of it really just gives, gives way to the bourbon. It's just a perfect drink. So... So if you get a chance to do any of your TikTok uh, videos, and uh, I know you haven't been able to do a whole lot of them, you don't really have much time to drink now. Uh, so uh, well, we've been trying to we've been trying to venture as much off of it as it as gets as expensive too. Well, it gets expensive. I'm working seven twelves, so I don't have as much time to drink. be walking around with a bud. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I, I don't want to pigeonhole the the channel either to where that's all. Yeah, I mean. like, yeah, I you know, agree I with you. I want people to get my personality as well uh, and be able to have a little more luxury with what right. I'm doing and, and look, of it just being that. A little more personability, you know, get to know you a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. I get it. All right, so guys, we're at the end of our show, so... Juice, I know you can't get your glass up because you ain't got no glass, but if you got a pop or something, get it up. Uh, no, I think I just finished it, actually. We want, we want to thank our listeners. 
we want to thank uh, our our military for allowing us to uh, do what we're doing and to be free. We want to thank our our medical and our our first responders for keeping us safe and keeping us healthy. Um, and just anybody out there fighting a good fight. Um, make sure you tune in next week. Um, I think we're going to have a, a pretty big uh, guest on the show next week. Um, so make sure you turn I in. I need the beats on in. that. I, yeah, I'll have to get that to you uh, here soon. Um, I, but I think we're going to try to have it next week. So um, make sure you guys tune in and make sure you follow Juice on uh, TikTok. He is the bluegrass underscore beard on TikTok. Make sure you're following us. The cheap, we are the Cheap Seats Pod on TikTok. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. We are the Cheap Seats Podcast. And on Twitter, follow us. Um, we are Cheap Seats Pod 1. So, without further ado... Will they get any Twitter action? I ain't been able to jump over there. Yeah, yeah we're, start, we're starting to get more followers. I've been... Uh, I've been going on my personal account too and kind of propping the show and uh, I've been getting a lot more followers so I've been trying to send them towards the Cheap Seats Podcast. We're like almost 800 followers on, on the show. I'm almost to 1,000 on my personal account. Um, so uh, we're doing better right now. We are we were at a standstill for a little bit there at 500 and then we took a jump. So we're, we're doing yeah, I ain't been able to get on there and argue with many people so I... I was kind of curious. I, I, I was wondering if we weren't losing followers for that, but that's just me. I don't give a damn, though. I don't give a damn. If you don't want to be, if you don't want your comment dissected by us, and, uh, <laughs> don't leave them. <laughs> don't leave them. If you can't, uh, can't handle the heat, stay the hell out of the kitchen. But all right, guys, let's, let's go ahead and get our glasses up and uh, cheers us out. So cheers, everybody. Has anybody told you you're beautiful today? Because you might be the best damn looking thing I've seen all day. And we are out.